You are now listening to the smooth, mellifluous sounds of Red's Room Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to episode number 35 of the Red's Room Podcast. I'm your host, Red. And I am your co-host, Jake. And today we are talking about Scientology. As always, our references are in the episode description. A big reference here. We had to we had to cop Dianetics <laughs> by the late great yeah. L. Ron Hubbard. The fucking legend himself, L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. The fiction extraordinaire. Show how thick that one is. Yeah, dude, this one. Take a look at this, folks. Dude. Look at how thick this is. Up to my head. This is a big ass book. Yeah. It's, I was telling Red, it's it's definitely Bible size fucking book here like he was not fucking around with dianetics yeah we did not read that whole thing yeah no way also too i skimmed it i got it this cover <laughs> is badass he's got like a volcano fucking yeah you know it's all he shiny does. and shit this one too the the cool like the pyramid <laughs> yeah he did uh, not fucking... they had some awesome art oh man that was the inspiration for our background. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, don't start that. Rumor. It was not at all. Not at it all. was not Scientology. Oh man! So enough fucking around here. Fuck yeah! Um, I said our references are in the description. There's As a always. lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them on this one. Uh, I started this off with a quote. All right, from Elron Hubbard himself. November 7th, 1948, at the Eastern Science Fiction Association. He says, You don't get rich from writing science fiction. If you want to get rich, you start a religion. And he did. Wow. Uh, and then I have a, another little uh, spot here, not quite a quote, but this is from the Guinness Book of World Records. The most published works by one author is 1,084 by L. Ron Hubbard whose first work was published in February 1934 and the last in March 2006. This guy wrote more nonsense than anyone. anyone. So we're off to a great start and feel yeah. for Scientology. Definitely big shout out to Rogan's Leah Remini and Ron Miscavige interviews. Yes. And he definitely touches on the fact that L. Ron Hubbard has written like essentially the most fiction out of fucking anyone of all time. Like yeah. he is the goat fiction yeah. catalog guy. So it's a definitely interesting that he has a religion. You know, we we've heard of Scientology and Mans has wrote more BS than anyone. Yeah, and you saw that just that Dianetics book. His he is yeah. not. Uh, yeah, these these works are not short. Not at all. He is long-winded. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, and yeah, we did we both listened to those episodes of Rogan. They were very great coverage. Definitely um, good background knowledge, very yep. good interviews. And I included links to where I got these quotes from. One, this is from the Guinness Book of World Records website. I included to that. Dude, oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read a little paragraph here. All right. Scientology, international movement that emerged in the 1950s in response to the thought of Lafayette Ronald Hubbard. Which, by the way, I didn't know the L stood for Lafayette. It's an interesting name. I didn't know that was a name. Yeah. When I grew up in California, I just thought that was a place. But yeah, it's exactly. a name. Uh, so, yeah, Lafayette Ronald Hubbard, uh, born March 13th, 1911, died January no, that's not right. He didn't die in 86, did he? Did he die in 86? But his last work was published in 2006. Hmm. Someone else must have uh, continued publishing uh, his works. Yeah. Uh, anyways, continuing. A writer who introduced his ideas to the general public in Dianetics, the modern science of mental health in 1950. Hubbard's stated goal was to analyze humankind's mental aberrations and to offer a means for overcoming them. Mm -hmm. He eventually moved away from Dianetics' focus on the mind to a more religious approach to the human condition, which he called Scientology. 
The Church of Scientology was founded in 1954. So that's pretty quick. He he moved from the book to a church in four years. Pretty big jump there. And yeah, interesting name he chose there, Scientology. It's, it's supposed mm-hmm. to. I, I'm assuming that's to make it sound more legitimately based in science, but it's not. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, like Dianetics is probably some of his better work. I don't think it's quite as far out there. We'll get into like Xenu and some some different shit later, but yeah, it is. But I think it's mostly plagiarized from other people, probably. Uh, but from what I read about it, is it's not bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the little uh, cliff notes I read on it didn't seem bad, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, same on Wiki. It didn't make it sound terrible. Probably would have been better if he just stuck to Dianetics, but maybe. What he did pretty good. Yeah, you could see some pictures of this guy with fat medals. Oh god, <laughs> he just award himself medals. Yeah, and ranks in the church that he gets to make up. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he had a great time. Uh, but yeah, let's get into uh, this section. That was just my introductory stuff. Now my next section here is history of the church. Alrighty. And, uh, yeah, Scientology has long been embroiled in controversy. When Dianetics was introduced as a mental therapy, physicians and psychiatrists accused the church of practicing medicine without a license. Church leaders, in turn, charged psychiatry with denying the spiritual side of man's nature. Thus began a long-term conflict with the medical and psychiatric establishment especially the American Psychiatric Association, which centered upon the church's opposition to the use of any conscious-altering drugs and to procedures such as lobotomies. Conflict with the APA, that's the American Psychiatric Association, uh, included, including a crusade against the popular drug Prozac, has been pursued by the Church's Citizens Commission on Human Rights. And I will say off the bat, I don't totally disagree with them yeah. on this thing. Like lobotomies, I mean, back in the 50s, those were accepted. But now we generally all agree that lobotomies are not good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, them going hard against Prozac, uh, conscious altering drugs. I wouldn't say I 100% agree, but I understand that. I get their point I of view. totally understand it. I don't think... Uh, I don't know that all the uh, drugs like Prozac are are great. I think maybe they're overprescribed, but I do believe that some people do need those. Definitely. So, uh, but I I guess I say I, I kind of get where they're coming from. Though. I'm kind of in the middle. I, I guess I'm understanding. I'm not fully supporting or fully against them. Yeah, personally, there's good and bad, but uh, I definitely hear where they're coming from. Yeah, on that. And yeah, lobotomies were, it was just, it's crazy that people would do that. Yeah. Uh, um, if you're not familiar with a lot of lobotomy, uh, I should have looked it up to make sure I'm right, but I'm pretty sure they kind of just cut, cut off your frontal lobe of your brain. It's like, yeah. And then you become like unfeeling, like robotic after that, kind of. Mm. Yeah. Like you just don't have emotion anymore. Yeah. I've, it's weird. I've seen some videos on like that. It's definitely a. It's not used at all today for good reason. Like I, I'm pretty sure every once in a while, like it would work okay, but for the most part, you would just be. You're like a zombie. You're like veg. You're just turning some of your patients into more vegetative, kind of states. You know. Yeah. And it is. It I sounds mean, like something they would have done in MK Ultra. They probably did. They probably did, and uh, it is crazy how far like just the strides in medicine and just in general we've came but little yes. sidetrack but it, it is interesting very interesting okay so they start out with dianetics and with all that controversy right off the bat uh then uh my next one here in 1958 the in- internal revenue service the irs began revoking the tax exempt status of individual scientology churches for among other reason reasons, their practice of selling counseling courses. 
While the church dealt with IRS questions, agents of the Food and Drug Administration raided the church in Washington, D.C. in 1963 and seized its e-meters on the grounds that they were unauthorized devices for the diagnosis and treatment of disease. Did you have anything on those e-meters, Jake? No, I don't believe I have anything to add on that. So I wish I did. I, I, I looked I looked them up and it's like you hold these metal Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're rods now. kind of thing and it goes to this meter that you would be like in a it was it's kind of set up like a doctor therapy session. Yeah. You would be holding them and then the I don't know what you'd call them, the interviewer. Yeah, it's that's what like I would the say. the interrogator would be, but the interviewer or whatever, the person treating you uh, would be there reading the machine, asking you questions. It's like a then, lie detector kind of deal. Yeah, kind of kind of like a lie detector, but I don't know that there's any legitimacy to these uh, mm-hmm. devices. Um, Leah Remini talked about it on the Rogan interview a decent amount, and it was pretty weird how like in a religion like they're hooking you up and you know you better not fucking lie type deal it's the science of scientology (laughs) yeah there you hey as the name says it's right there but it's yeah it the machine does it is reading something it is doing Mm. something um but i think it's up for debate whether it's 100 percent accurate or not yeah it i doubt it's 100 percent accurate but I am not a Scientology member, and I've never been hooked up to this quote, this e-meter or right. whatever. So, I guess my opinion's not really worth a lot here. But I doubt it's fucking on the money all the time. But that's just I me. mean, to me, our body's producing all kinds of electrical currents. It could all be reading time. something, it, but I don't yeah. know that that is going to totally correlate with what you're being asked, like and I, what you're yeah. responding with. I've never been hooked up to one, so I wouldn't know for sure. But it's definitely up for debate, at yeah. least. When we get big and rich, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy, buy a fucking e meter. Yeah, yeah, we'll make an episode. We'll hook ourselves up to the e meter and just ask fucking retarded questions or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 put it out there for all you guys to give us questions and we'll ask questions. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they'll be terrible. Yeah, probably. Most likely some shit posting. Totally. So, anyways, that's their start of their troubles with the IRS and with yeah. the uh APA um the IRS gets deep I I covered it somewhat but there's a lot to it so I have a little bit of that in the Sea Org stuff too okay cool I'll read some more and then you can totally chime in with what you got on it let's do it man let's do it in the course of a 37 year dispute with the IRS the church was reported to have used or planned to employ blackmail burglary criminal conspiracy eavesdropping, espionage, falsification of records, fraud, (laughs) front groups, harassment, money smuggling, uh, obstruction of audits, political and media campaigns, tax evasion, theft, investigations of individual IRS officials, and the investigation of more than 2,500 lawsuits in its efforts to get its tax exemption reinstated. Dude, is this a it sounds like a, Ooh, a politician. A right sounds there. like a politician running for fucking <laughs> president or something. Yeah. And in what I just read, that encompasses a lot of events that happened. Yeah, especially we'll get into some David Miscavige stuff too. Yeah. Fucking but them fighting with the IRS is crazy. For yeah. someone to take on the IRS and just destroy them. Dude, like, they big dicked them. They did. It's yeah. insane. They were threatening individual IRS agents. They like were, we're like, going to show up at your house type shit. Yeah, it's an, it's insane the balls that they had, but it it worked. I mean, I think uh, we'll get into it too, but that's one of the things that like David Miscavige is like totally accredited with. And I think one of the reasons why he rose to power so fast in Scientology is getting that that tax exemption. You know, like that was a, that was a fucking big deal. Yeah, of course it was. I want I want a tax exemption. Dude, a tax exemption. We're gonna change this to the Church of Red Room podcast. <laughs> the church. Start the mystery school. Fucking yes, this is the mystery school of Red's Room podcast. Uh, you know, we worship the all seeing eye on the pyramid behind us. No, and Odin. Yeah, yeah. 
So we're tax exempt now, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's totally legit. No. Uh, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, I get why you'd want tax exempt. That's, yeah. If we're being non-biased here, like I understand, like why wouldn't you want to? I understand why you'd taxes. want it, but I don't understand. I do not support harassing just, and blackmailing people. I'm just people trying and all to the other... see both ways. I agree with you, but yeah, I mean, the, if we're taking it from like the more shitter point of view, like I get why. I get, yeah, we get why, but we're not saying the ends justify the means. Exactly. They, it's terrible with the people. Come on, Red. You know how we get down here. Not like that. We're not the mob. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we if we could uh, battle them on some Halo for it, you know, yeah. then we'll murder. Two. Then we'll then we're okay with violence. Bro, catch me in red, Halo Two, <laughs> yeah. Ivory Tower. We'll fucking get it done. Yeah, but uh, anyways, so uh, I'm gonna finish reading this paragraph let's now. Let's fucking do let's, it. Let's get uh back to serious serious business. Okay. Okay. People's lives were ruined. Yeah, probably. Uh, a lot of people's lives were ruined, actually, yeah. So let's keep going. Um, a number of the church's most senior officials, including Hubbard's wife, were eventually convicted and jailed for crimes against the United States government related to the anti-IRS campaign. The IRS, for its part, carried out criminal investigations of the church and its leaders for suspected tax fraud and targeted the church as a dissident group during the Nixon administration. Ooh. Interesting time period. Yeah. Uh, although the church repeatedly lost in court cases, uh, heard up to the level of the Supreme Court, it undertook negotiations with the IRS from 1991 to find a settlement. In October of 93, the church and the IRS reached an agreement under which the church discontinued all of its litigation against the IRS and paid $12.5 million to settle a tax debate said to be around a billion dollars. The IRS granted tax exemption to 153 Scientology-related corporate entities with the right to declare subordinate organizations tax-exempt in the future. The church saw this as a vindication of the many criticisms it has faced over the years, including charges of financial mismanagement. Interesting. So like we said, in the end, they prevailed. Yeah, they which did. Which is insane. They did. That was definitely a fat dub just yeah. in general for Scientology and kind of like how you said that word vindication. Like they did kind of feel vindicated, like we deserve this win type shit. Which, and, which yeah. to me was uh, really bad overall. Yeah. If we're you, looking at it in the grand scheme of things, yes. Yeah. You just solidified them that they're right. And this is not the kind of group you want to do that to. And. Yes, and I feel like uh, definitely, too, this was kind of a bigger... I don't know if Scientology was bigger then. I don't know if it spiked a little later, but Scientology has kind of died down. I think in the oh, 90s is probably when it was Didn't the they hit like 100K members or something like that? Uh, th I'm just going based off memory, but I want to say remember. around the max, it was around that mark, and they, they're they definitely not getting a lot of new members nowadays. That That is mm -hmm. definitely... The case. So I guess I'll just segue a little bit, just talk a little bit about the Sea Org. Um, the Sea mm -hmm. Organization, also known as the Sea Org, this is on the wiki. That's because it, it started on a boat, right? Yeah, and I'm going to talk about that here. It is a core group of the Church of Scientology staff members who have signed a, this is, this is crazy here, they have signed a billion-year pledge to the service of Scientology. And when you listen to these other interviews, especially, I know I'm talking about these Leah Remini, Ron Miscavige interviews, a lot of like the lower end or like the a main group of Scientology, you sign like a few year contract. I believe it's normally around five years. But when it comes to the Sea Org, this is the big boys. You sign a billion year fucking pledge, basically a life sentence to Scientology. Isn't that Dude, crazy? That is insane. Yeah. Hey, if anybody uh, pledges to listen to all of our episodes for a billion years, I'll send you a t-shirt. <laughs> I'll send Make you a video a of it and tag us in it. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. That dude. is insane. All Scientology management organizations are controlled exclusively by members of the Sea Org. David Miscavige, the leader of Scientology, is the highest ranking Sea Org officer, holding the rank of captain. Some ex-members and scholars have described the Sea Org as a totalitarian... Why can I not pronounce totalitarian. that word? Totalitarian. Totalitarian. I always struggle with that word. Organization marked by the intensive surveillance and lack of freedom, which Ron Miscavige talks about 
He was in the Sea Org. Ron Miscavige, David Miscavige's dad. It was a mission to get the fuck out of there when he wanted to escape. Like, they really want to keep you in there. I'm not going to say you're a prisoner in there, but you're pretty close to it, is how I would describe it. I don't know if you would agree with me there. Yeah, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they wear naval uniforms and they earn ranks. This is basically an, uh, an idolized recreation of Hubbard's own World War II military career, which definitely has a lot of asterisks <laughs> yeah. there. Um, academic uh, Stephen A. Kent has argued that at least part of the reason for the establishment of the Sea Org was that the search of the Church of Scientology's practices encountered resistance from the American Food and Drug Administration and the Internal Revenue Service, there's the IRS, Mm -hmm. as well as governments of the United Kingdom and Australia. Sailing on the high seas meant the church can escape their attention. So I think the Sea Org kind of connects there with the avoiding taxes. Yeah, so they got out on the ocean to avoid taxes. International waters type shit. Dude, that's insane. Mm -hmm. I think oh, it's pretty man. cool. Hey, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna totally um, change what I said a little. The first person, the first person that pledges a, a oh, billion yeah. your contract gets this one. <laughs> yeah. If we... I if I had like insane money, I would do everyone. But mm-hmm. yeah, just gonna catch myself before I end up with a million emails and I can't respond to all. Yeah. Of uh, little retcon there, boys. My bad. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that is that's so that's crazy. So. Um, I guess uh, when you're having problems with the IRS, just go out on a boat and then... And then tell them to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man. It's insane, the stuff they did. Dude, it is. I would be... If there was, like, a bunch of, like, shit, like, you can't take me. I'm going to have a couple, like, milit. I'm going to have a couple SEALs with me. I would be down to go through a tour of that boat, you know? Just to fucking see, but I'm not going there by myself. <laughs> I am, you know. That'd be cool if they had it somewhere for for tour. For a tour, I would, I would oh take a my. tour of it. If there was a yeah, yeah, I'd be down. It had to be gas. That boat has to be dope. They were having parties on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Bunch of e meters. <laughs> oh my god! You think they just have like a fat fucking like setup, just a big ass room with just e meters, desks, e meters? Had to. Had to whole library of l ron hubbard's books that's all you can read there yeah yeah multiple copies of every single book he's ever released they have a library in uh, la of all his stuff why wouldn't it be uh of course it's fucking in la well that's where they're mostly at yeah Mm -hmm. i've seen when i was doing a research i've seen some shorts of some like people running up on scientologists yeah, and they're a lot of the times they're pretty cringy and awkward. <laughs> but oh man, yeah, it's insane that like in no interview with Tom Cruise has anyone called him out about Scientology. I'm assuming that like that's a stipulation is that he won't. Yeah, he to won't. be fair, he is a good actor, amazing actor. But yeah, I mean, if you are gonna get the privilege of interviewing Tom Cruise probably a good idea not to bring it up i'm sure it's a stipulation before you even get the interview. like yo you do not talk about this shit yeah uh though the, there's been some of him like totally dissing and talking bad about antipsychotics that haven't looked good for him um yeah Fuck i think yeah, that's dude. what we got on that section mm-hmm. are you guys ready to dig into the ideologies of yeah. Scientology. So we've talked about the organization, but talked the about the organization, structure. talked about the Sea Org, talked about the tax evasion stuff. Now let's get into talked what about they the actually... meters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they started with the Dianetics. It's like it was like self help kind of. Yeah, and from what I know on the wiki, a lot of like actual like degree earned psychologists kind of dismiss it a little bit, but I don't think that it's necessarily like bad book from what i've read you know mm-hmm. but we're gonna get into the real shit here yes this is what scientologists actually believe and i have to give a shout out to south park for first giving me all this information if y'all haven't seen the south park rendition of what scientologists believe yeah. look it up and watch it yeah i uh what i did was i didn't know that i could if it was just like 
a good idea to tag a YouTube video ripping this off of South Park. So I tagged an article about this from South Park, but this is from them. Oh, this is actually from this South is, Park? This is a recap of oh their video uh, from an article th- going through it. And as far as but, I know, the South Park rendition is actually like kind of accurate, isn't it? It's accurate. Yeah, I, <laughs> I went through some other stuff. This is, uh, okay. this is accurate. And the thing is, guys, is bear in mind that the people who start in Scientology, there's like levels and tiers OT to it. levels. You get like trickles of information at a time i'm gonna talk about that after you don't get this doctrine until you're like way up there Mm -hmm. and in the interview uh of uh um joe rogan had with leia remini they talked about a little bit that she didn't get this till she was like at the highest level she got to like five or six uh i thought this was eight but I don't remember. As far as what do I, they call it, OTC level or something? There's OT. There's OT? one. There's one through eight. Uh, OT. It stands for operating. Uh, what is it? Thetan. Thetan. Yes. Operating Thetan. Yes. Yeah. So you you don't get this. So she was there for years, paid tons of money, doing all their courses, mm-hmm. millions of dollars. Finally reaches the level. She got this information and was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was in there with her mother. And yeah, because like, her mother was in too. She ended up getting out. Yeah, both they, of them. They finally got out. And there's yeah, there's yeah, it's it's crazy. So this is the real doctrine. If you spend all the time and money, this is according what you, to South Park right here. Uh, yeah. From well, I th- I think it's pretty accurate from the other <laughs> yeah. stuff I read. But here we yeah. go. So <clears throat> seventy-five million years ago, there was a galactic federation of planets ruled by Lord Zenu. Zenu thought his planets were overpopulated, so he gathered aliens from all different planets and had them frozen. Those frozen bodies were packed into galactic cruisers which looked like jetliners, except with rocket engines, and were brought to Earth. The frozen bodies were dumped into the volcanoes of Hawaii. The aliens died, but their souls floated to the sky. Zenu had prepared for this. He didn't want their souls to make their way back to the Federation of Planets, So he had the souls gathered by giant soul catchers. The souls were taken to a brainwashing facility Xenu built on Earth. They spent days being brainwashed, which tricked them into believing a false reality. Those souls were then released and roamed the Earth confused. At the dawn of man, the souls attached themselves to all mankind, causing fears, confusions, and problems that still plague humanity today. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> it is kind of a dope premise <laughs> like he literally fucking froze these bodies and uh there is like people nowadays who freeze their bodies thinking that like later down have you heard about this shit where you can yeah. get your body frozen and then like yeah. you know fucking so many hundred years later they're gonna have the technology and they're gonna revive you and you're gonna live forever Zenu was like on this shit and <laughs> dumped them in a volcano and harvest harvested their souls and i believe that's where it goes to to where the souls eventually occupied people's bodies and yeah they believe that they're like attached all over our bodies there's a bunch of these souls, souls that attached are, to like uh-huh. every part of us and they're they are what are causing all of our problems the reason you have depression anxiety is because of these alien Cause of, souls. Because of this one spirit that had like depression yeah, issues. These He's a part of you. souls that are like in purgatory attached to you. It, it's Honestly, it's crazy. kind of a dope premise, though. It I, would be cool for a movie or a series. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, totally. Yeah. But definitely sounds like something a uh, science fiction writer would come up with. Yeah. For sure. Do you want me to segue into the OT levels, or do you want to get into the Go your ahead, next yeah, section? yeah, talk about them. Okay, so the operating thetan, uh, I'll give you just a small wiki summary of just the OT levels in general. In Scientology, operating, uh, operating thetan is a state of complete spiritual freedom in which one is, quote, willing and knowing cause over life, thought, matter, energy, space, and time. Okay, so now let's get into a couple of the levels here. We're going to start with OT1, the first one. This solo audited level is the first step a clear takes toward full OT abilities, in that the first step is a fresh, causative OT viewpoint of the MEST universe and other beings. The cost to move to this OT level 1 is, as far as 2013 is concerned, on the wiki is about $3,000 for the first level. So now, 
OT level two. By confronting hidden areas of one's existence on the whole track, that is by confronting past uh, incarnations, vast amounts of energy and attention are released. I'm assuming they're talking about the souls that are in you. Um, those on this solo audited level experience a resurgence of self-determinism and native ability. OT2 unlocks the aberrative factors on the whole track that have allowed the Thetan to lose its innate freedom and ability and the one achieves the ability to confront the whole track. So I'm assuming this is like confronting your spirits, fucking, you know. This level, as far as 2013 wiki, costs $5,225. Now, going on to OT3, this one is called The Wall of Fire. Media attention has, uh, has mostly focused on operating Thetan level 3, this one, The Wall of Fire which reportedly tells the history of the universe from 75 million years ago. So I'm assuming OT3 is where you get the story of... You've got to get at least mm -hmm. some of it, right? They give you a little bit. Um, so this level is called the First Wall of Fire and claims to reveal the cause of earthly human suffering. Oh, it sounds like it would yeah. reveal all of it. Mm -hmm. It is claimed that even Hubbard himself had difficulty attaining it. According to Wiki, as of 2013, this level costs just under nine grand to oh. obtain. Oh, is that all? Yeah. So, so, so first you five grand, yeah, and, and then you're nine more. Or grand you got in? you got uh, two thousand seven hundred fifty, just under three grand. Then you got uh, fifty two hundred, and then you got just under nine grand here. Unfortunately, the levels after this, Wiki doesn't give a price. I okay. fucking wish they did. I guess I'll do one more because this is getting a little repetitive here, but I think it's a little important. Yeah. Um, let's go to OT5. Let's skip four. Okay. OT5, the audited new era of Dianetics for OTs. Quote, this is the second wall of fire, consists of 26 separate rundowns, and has been described as dealing with living lightning, the very stuff of life itself. This level addresses the last aspects of one case that can prevent him from achieving total freedom on all dynamics. So the way they kind of word this shit, at least with the wiki, it kind of leaves it open. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem like one true, like, not this is how it is. It's kind of like some fantasy, like, kind of BS to me, but I don't yeah. know how you feel about it. Yeah, definitely BS, but um, interesting. Mm -hmm. As far as I know, you get up to OT8. That was the highest level for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then later on, they added more OT levels. You know, like, yeah. we found an L. Ron Hubbard vault. I There's think that's new pretty info. recent. Yeah. That's more recent. Mm -hmm. Which it sound, kind of sounds like they're like, we can get some more money out of these it, people. Let's make some more levels. It sounds that. like a retcon to me. Yeah. Did you cover the Kakan? No, but we were going to talk about it. If you want to talk about it a little bit here. I feel like this is a good spot. So um, there is a title that you can acquire, which I don't know how high you have to be. By the way, I tried looking it up, and I really couldn't find much about okay. it. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, if you get high enough, um, I don't know what else is required, mm -hmm. but you can get a title called Kakan. Leah Remini talked about it. Yeah, I think... Uh, John I'm Travolta. Assuming Travolta and uh, Cruz has something and higher. Cruz have it. Cruz is probably higher. Yeah. But um, yeah. So basically, they can murder someone. Yeah. And if you are under them, you just have to clean it up. Yeah. Like there's no. Ifs, you can't or even buts. question them about. No. It. You clean up the body. Nothing is said. Me and Jake and Tom Cruise could all be sitting here. Tom could just fucking murder me. Yeah. Or and both. Then, <laughs> and then. Yeah, oh, I was saying he could murder one of us, and then the other one, if we were in it, would just have to clean it yep. up and act like it never happened. Yeah. Just dispose the body for him. That is so insane. It that is They have something insane. like that in there. They made a title for someone to just, they could just do whatever they need the to. The Kakan. The Kakan. Mm -hmm. Sounds kind of like they ripped it off at Genghis Khan, but the Kakan. Yeah, type shit. Yeah. Okay, so I think we covered the levels good. Um I was going to go over some of their holidays. Let's do it. They have their own holidays. Um, this is brief. Scientology celebrates seven main holidays each year. First one is L. Ron Hubbard's birthday, March 13th. Celebrate Scientology's achievements during the prior year. Of course, they celebrate his birthday. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Dianetics Day, May 9th. 
marks the anniversary of the 1950s publication of Dianetics. Uh, the next one is the Maiden Anniversary Voyage. June 9th is the anniversary of the Maiden Voyage of the ship Free Winds. The next one is Sea Org Day, held on August 12th. Uh, the next one, Auditor's Day, is the second Sunday in September. Then they have the IS the IAS event on October 7th celebrates the anniversary of the founding of the International Association of Scientologists and the last one is the New Year's event on December 31st as far as i know on the Ron Miscavige interview they take these holidays like pretty fucking seriously yes they do very seriously mhm um yeah it just seems like the more we get into this, that it's like Elron Hubbard just developed a religion around himself. He definitely some it's like possible narcissistic vibes with this guy. We're gonna celebrate my birthday, uh, the day I made my book, <laughs> yeah. the day I put my ship out there. Like, dude, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. and it is super easy, and he definitely deserves it shitting on this guy a lot. But I will say to his credit, the dude can write like he has a lot of ideas. I'm not saying all of them are great or true. None of them are really true. But uh, yeah. the dude has ideas, you know. He can write, but I don't think he writes super good. It, From what I read, it sounds kinda like. Kind of rough drafty. Yeah, it sounds like he just writes as much as he can. And it's like if he took the time to go back, went back, go back and edit everything that he wrote on his you know his uh and not started up religion he could have been pretty dope but it's he just <laughs> was like cranking out material which is yeah i mean that is impressive but he's yeah. an interesting his, individual but but his like fiction it's never gonna be up there with like tolkien or george or, r martin yeah you know uh any of the great writers um mm. he's just not gonna it's just but yeah he'll beat them and in, in volume for sure yeah he can fucking crank it out man uh okay so we covered that stuff pretty good i want to talk about what they call a suppressive person. yes yes um, this is a good ad right here i didn't think to add this in oh i had to i had mm. to add this so a suppressive person suppressive person often abbreviated sp is a term used in Scientology to describe the antisocial personalities who, according to Scientology's founder, L. Ron Hubbard, make up about 2.5% of the population. A statement on a Church of Scientology website describes this group as including notorious historic figures such as Adolf Hitler. The term is often applied to those whom the church perceive as its enemies, such as those whose disastrous and suppressive acts are said to impede the progress of individual Scientologists or the Scientology movement. Now, mm -hmm. they throw out the easy one, Adolf Hitler. Yeah, that was kind of too easy there. Everyone uses that as an example. But what they don't tell you is that if you join Scientology and then, and then you decide leave. to leave, they immediately label, label you a suppressive person who they have programmed everyone to believe is, like, super evil. Uh, so it goes bad, and that is what uh, segues into the next part I have to talk about, which is disconnection. Yeah. I think what I was going to say, though, like, mm -hmm. it's, it's so easy. If someone leaves, like, they get on Google. By the way, something that I need to, especially the Sea Org, like, and I'm assuming some more really devoted Scientology like organizations, you're not allowed to like go on Google. Yeah. Like, so if you're in the Sea Org, you're in a compound now. Exactly. It's no longer a boat. Now it's a compound. Uh, you live on the compound. And yeah, like you said, when you go on the internet, they have like a North Korea Google. Like, it's super yes, redacted. It is. You're not allowed to seize a lot of things. And one thing that I do want to say, though, the Sea Org is a smaller, like, that is the real fucking OP Scientologist. Like, yep. if you're in, in, you're deep, that's where you are. Yeah. And that's like yeah. their. That's like their White House. That's so like, like the Washington, D.C. Yeah, for them. If someone there, like, figures out the real shit, like, they get, like, a, a fucking... They get an iPad in there that has fucking Google on it, and they figure it out, and they dip out. They're not going to... The organization does not want you to talk to that person because they're going to be able to, like, you know, try to 
get you to know the real right. shit, you know? So that's why they label you as a suppressive person. Uh, the Scientologists that are still on don't talk to that person. He's full of shit. He doesn't, he's not with us anymore. It's and, not easy for you just you to just get out yeah. either. Like, exactly. It's in the Sea Org, though. We're kind of. No, in the Sea yeah. Org. Yeah. yeah. In the Sea, if you go there, I think you go there, like you, you do the like billion a, year a tour. It, well, no, no. Oh, I, okay. I, I think gotcha. it's like, like you volunteer to go for like five years or something. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of that, it's hard. You basically have to relist to do it again. Like the father of David, Ron Miscavige, he talks about he had he, he had planned, to escape. He planned his escape. Yeah, like they have a gate. Like it's like some Waco shit. They have guards like, and gates. Like you yeah, can't just leave. You can't just leave. And uh, I guess he kind of developed a good relationship with the guards watching. Like he was like giving them like yeah. snacks and shit. So like he went out and like he, he had, was gonna go get snacks and he fucking dipped with he his had wife. privileges other people didn't have though. yeah there's and, a lot of regular people who just yeah if they wanted to they can't get out of yeah there. if he didn't have those privileges does he get out i think there's a good uh, chance he doesn't i think waco is a good comparison i think so um, too D- yeah. definitely different but kind some similar vibes definitely different okay let's talk about disconnection my bad for kind of don't know there no totally good it's what we're that's what we're all about all right Disconnection is the severance of all ties between a Scientologist and a friend, colleague, or family member deemed to be antagonistic towards Scientology. The practice of disconnection is a form of shunning. Among Scientologists, disconnection is viewed as an important method of removing obstacles to one's spiritual growth. In some circumstances, disconnection has ended marriages and separated children from their parents. The Church of Scientology has reportedly denied that such a uh, policy exists. Though, as of February 2012, its website acknowledged the practice and described it as a human right. In the United States, the Church has tried to argue in court that disconnection is a constitutionally protected religious practice. However, this argument was rejected because the pressure put on individual Scientologists to disconnect means that it is not voluntary. Yeah, even the U.S. was like, yeah. man, I don't know. Yeah, so it's it's very similar to what other religion, like more culty religions practice of cutting off anyone who doesn't believe what you believe, basically. It's basically what it can and tie down to. With Scientology, they say it's anyone in the way of you believing them. So if, if you have a family member that was like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? You, like, have you seen this stuff on the internet and seen all this stuff about this? You can't talk then, to them. Then you'd be like, you got to disconnect from them. They're just uh, a a uh, suppressive yeah, person um, who is definitely. limiting your spiritual growth. Back, I guess I'm referencing this too much, but Ron Miscavige talks about him and his wife got out his son is obviously still in David Miscavige, mm-hmm. fucking, uh, and they have had no contact. I believe he has a daughter or two that are still in. They have has, no yeah, contact, no contact. They cannot talk. Totally cut off. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And that's their fucking father. And they, I think, you know, if you if you were to ask the children, they're probably in and would be about it. But it's still like, regardless, no fucking contact. Yeah, that's the way it goes. And, you know, to play devil's advocate, which I feel you like leave, I have. You leave the tribe and you're cut off forever. Yeah, if I'm looking, if I'm deep in and I'm for this cause, like, I can kind of understand where they're coming from, but it's still not right. At least in my opinion, it's it's still not right. Right. Not for when you know all the facts about the mm-hmm. group. Yeah. Um, it's insane. It is pretty crazy. And it's ruined a lot of people's lives. And if... Uh, yeah. You were to watch uh, Leah Remini's um, show on A and E. Yeah, Remini. She had a she had a good show. Which sorry if I'm screwing up her last name. Remini. Remini. I believe I it's Remini. Remini. Uh, cool name, but yeah. Uh, if you watch her show, I've I've watched some of it. It's it's really good, and it dives deep into people's lives being ruined, and a lot of it is around this, around their families, and then a lot of it, and then the rest of it's around. If you if you do get super deep in it and you go out there on the Sea Org and then you try to come back to society, it's tough. You have nothing. Yeah, you have. They get paid like not like like 
ten dollars a week uh, or fifteen dollars a month, like so for shit one, like that. You have that. no money. Yeah. Um. You no retirement. You've probably been encouraged not to go to school and to give your time to the church. So you're That's uneducated. So you got no skills to get jobs. You have, uh, your family is probably in Scientology, and now you're leaving them. They are all disconnected from you. You're isolated, and you have no resources. So, um, so are you kind of getting to that? That's that's kind of purposeful, maybe. Yeah, it is purposeful. If you are to leave, you don't have shit. Yeah, and that's that's the design to keep you in there. But um, yeah, her her show really really sheds a lot of light on those de- if you want more of those details just watch her show it, it yeah. does an awesome job yeah uh it talks to a lot of it, she's helped a lot of those people which is you know good work good, on good her. For her that's good, awesome yeah good for her so i'm gonna talk about one last policy they have let's do to it. wrap this thing up let's fucking do it this is called fair game the term fair game is used to describe policies and practices carried out by the church against people the church perceives as its enemies. Hubbard established the policy in the 50s in response to criticism both from within and outside his organization. Individuals or groups who are fair game are judged to be a threat to the church and, according to the policy, can be punished and harassed using any and all means possible. Hubbard and his followers targeted many individuals as well as government officials and agencies, including a program of covert covert and illegal infiltration of the IRS and other U.S. government agencies during the 70s. They also conducted private investigations, character assassination, and legal action against the church's critics in the media. The policy remains in effect and has been defended by the Church of Scientology as a core religious practice. An ethics order dating from March 6, 1968, issued by L. Ron Hubbard aboard his boat, the Royal Scotsman, lists 12 Scientologists who were accused of distributing altered versions of the upper-level materials. Hubbard writes, They are fair game. No amnesty may ever cover them. Any Sea Org member contacting them is to use auditing process R245. The R245 auditing process consists of shooting a person with the intent to kill them. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah. They're catching bodies. Yeah, he's authorizing them to kill people. Uh, yeah. Wow, I honest, that was a good end right there. Don't know Fox, how else man. to describe it other than insane. The cacon. Yeah, the cacon. Uh, yeah, how do you call that an auditing? Pro- you can use auditing process. <laughs> yeah. What's that auditing process? Yeah. Oh, you murder them. We are auditing you with that's, that's auditing. a yeah. Glock. And yeah. <laughs> I'm going to audit you with this 44 to the dome. Dude, yeah. Like, what are we talking about, guys? I He called it an ethics order, too. It, yeah, it's ethical. It's ethical. Yeah, uh, it has Fuck, to deal man. with ethics, for sure. That was I wouldn't a, say uh, it's ethical. I guess, shout out to you, Red. That was a good way to end it, man. Yeah, so in case you were had any doubts that... There was still some good stuff about him. No, no, there's there's no. some fuck shit going on here, man. Super, and it doesn't get more wacky than this. Like there's a lot of wacky. I guess going uh, on. once again, I feel like everyone know I'm fucking around. Like uh, I'm fucking around right here, but it would be dope. Like if you're Tom Cruise level Scientologist, like you have some power, boy. Like, oh yeah, you could get some shit done. Mission if you Impossible. Need- yeah, secret agent style murdering Dude, people, you could, and then you just got all these people to just clean it just up. Clean for you. that shit up, burn the body, no trace. God, and once again, obviously, I'm not saying Tom Cruise or John Travolta have killed anyone. I'm not saying that. But, not saying that. But if but they did, the we shit, wouldn't know. Some of the shit we've heard. Dude, I don't know, man. Who knows what goes on there? We're probably going to be deemed fair game. Uh, they ever find this. <laughs> yeah if you run into me there if they run into me i i'm on some sketchy waters here yeah but fuck man hopefully hopefully uh leia remini reaches out to us and we we can have some of her protection no <laughs> yeah uh but that queen kings and queens protection boy. but hey we're we're not 
we're not putting anything out that you can't find from some Google searches. So, mm-hmm. I mean, especially the shit that I had. I don't know about you. A lot like those OT levels I read through in the Sea Org shit. That's just wiki. Like, yeah, I found a lot of stuff on Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, from some other news sources that I posted up there. One, uh, I guess South Park. Yeah, South know? Park. So, literally. One small thing I had to add, this mm-hmm. was from an independent UK article uh, about John Travolta. He kind of commented on the Leah Remini show a little bit. Um, Travolta, who has been a practitioner of Scientology since 1975, said he had not watched any of the episodes and that he is uninterested in learning what Remini or other former members of the church have to say. Of course. So he's kind of just PR bullshit. I don't care what the fuck you're going to say. And once again, from devil's advocate, I understand where he's coming from because he's in, but it's still like, come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Maybe it's a bone. Maybe him and Tom Cruise are shielded from seeing these things. In the maybe, church. you know, but maybe that too. Maybe they're not involved like that. And they are kind of shielded when it comes to shit like that. Yeah. But to me at this point, uh, they are willfully staying ignorant. You would think they'd have to know by now. If not, they're if they don't know, totally they're, they're, involved. They're willfully staying ignorant of it, mm-hmm. and it's just disgusting. And to be fair, too, they probably do get a lot of benefits. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. They do. Tom Cruise is like a god there. I'm assuming they have some robots around him where they can just fucking do this fucking... Basically, I don't know, they though. Basically, I don't know about uh, Travolta, but I know from, from what I've what you heard and what you hear on in the interviews about Tom Cruise. Is he's that he OP. Just, he just has groups of people that just will do whatever he tells them yeah, to do. Yeah, he's OP in Scientology, for sure. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think we covered it. Yeah, that's pretty, about what I got, Red. Pretty good. Uh, like we said, there's plenty of other information out there, but if you didn't know anything, I think you got a real good idea now. It's uh, Thank you if you made it this far on the podcast. Uh, yeah, we appreciate we're sorry it. for missing last week, but I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I've been like really sick. So we yeah. took last weekend off, had to power through, had to get the podcast out. So uh, yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Jake's guys. still kind of sick, but he's getting her done. So Got to power through. It. Uh, yeah. So thanks, guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. I'm Red. This is Jake. Till next time. See you.